Welcome to Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, South Central Kentucky's premier retirement planning firm. Dale holds a master's degree in business management with an emphasis in finance and has the retirement income professional certification. Dale is a trusted voice to families across the great state of Kentucky and a regular contributor to many local media publications. Now, here's Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Retirement Matters. This is a show for folks who are fed up with outdated financial advice and for those who are looking to retire while worrying less about the stock market and more about living life the way they have always wanted. I'm Dale Smothers and it is my goal to give you the information you need on how to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. Happy Saturday to you. I hope you are doing well and that you are ready to start discussing all things retirement matters. This is going to be a good show for you to sit down and actually take a few notes. So if you are close to a pen, piece of paper, or if you're driving, go ahead. You might seriously want to take some notes with this by maybe even pulling your cell phone up and holding the recording to the radio station because I'm going to give you, if, if, if time permits, I'm going to give you five key points on how to invest in times like today where the market is at all-time highs. I'm going to give you those points, not from my mouth, but from the founder of Vanguard, one of the largest mutual fund companies in the world. Vanguard's founder himself, Jack Bogle, has given us basically five key things we must take in and invest with these five core principles. At the end of the show, I'm going to play that for you, and I think you would really, really benefit from listening and taking some notes on what he says. To get in touch with us, our firm, R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, our number is 270-600-PLAN. If we say anything in this show or in any of our shows that interests you, Give us a call. I think it would benefit you to sit down with us in our new office, have a coffee, have a cookie. Uh, We'll take good care of you while you're there. Doesn't cost you a thing to sit down and see if we can help achieve your objectives that you are trying to achieve in retirement. The consultation at the beginning is simply to get to know you a little bit better and to understand what you're trying to achieve. We then would be able to customize a plan for you going forward on how to achieve those objectives. But the first step is setting down with us in that first meeting in our office. 270-600-PLAN will get you there. It'll give you some information that you need on how to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement got a little ding going off in my ear. I don't know if you heard that or not, but I'm going to exit that out on the computer, see if we can keep rolling. So today, my objective for you is to make sure that you understand why we cannot invest with emotions. We all understand that investing in the stock market, you know, we've actually had this question a few times lately. Do you guys invest in stocks? Of course we do. We believe wholeheartedly in the stock market. Everything we do is based around or directly invested in the stock market. It's one of those two things. It's either contingent upon how the stock market does, or it's invested directly in the stock market. We also have products, like we've talked about in the past, that if the market does well, you do well. But if the market does poorly, you don't have to worry about risking your principal. So if the market goes up, you see your money grow, and it grows nicely. 
But if the market goes down, and we always know the market does go down, your principal is protected. So those types of products are what we work with in, in constructing your retirement plan. Of course, we're we're definitely advising on real estate. We're advising on gold and silver and even now more and more Bitcoin. We're helping you navigate this road to retirement and then into retirement income. But as we invest, we have to realize we cannot invest with emotions, not the emotion of fear or the emotion of greed. If you do that, especially if you are relying on the stock market for returns, if you are emotionally investing, you will find yourself coming up on the short end of the stick nine times out of ten. Now, that's not a scientific number, but nine times out of ten was typically the way that my dad would tell me, you're always going to have this result. (laughs) So, nine times out of ten, you will be coming up on the short end of the return stick when when we start to measure your rate of return against the overall market. The gentleman that we're going to be talking about and and you're going to be hearing from Jack Bogle later on in the show. He is the pioneer for an index fund. And what the word indexed fund means is instead of picking the stocks, stocks and bonds that you want, you're just riding out the entire stock market. So it takes emotion completely out of the game as long as you can buy and hold the index fund. Now, there are good and bad things to this type of strategy, but the the benefit is great, and it's measurable when you can eliminate your emotions. I want to tell you a quick story that took place a couple of years ago. Um, It was probably right around... No, that's not true. It was probably about a year and a half ago. Matthew was about a year old, and... What we were doing, we were actually going to the zoo. I believe we were in the Cincinnati Zoo, perhaps, but we were at the zoo. We were having a good time. We had taken Andrew. We were having just a blast, and we had just left the, you know, lion exhibit and the uh, the the giraffe exhibit. All the big animals. Everybody goes to see all the big nice animals, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a rainstorm comes. It wasn't a nasty thunderstorm. It was just a rainstorm. And it dropped an amazing amount of rain. Well, we were looking for shelter. The immediate reaction from us was look for shelter. We begin to run to what we saw in the distance as a building. So it was a structure. It was a physical structure that was going to be our shelter. We passed up trees and we passed up little awnings and that type of thing. We went to the building. Well, when we got in there, we realized that it was a bird and reptile exhibit, which we would have probably never went to had it not been for this storm. But once we got in there, we began to look at all of the animals, and they were beautiful, beautiful animals that we would have otherwise kind of passed over. We got to looking at the reptile exhibit. Now, I'm not much of a snake guy. I'm not actually, I'm not a fan of snakes at all. (laughs) So we got to looking at these reptiles, and every one of them, I'm not grossed out by them. I'm just not a fan of them. But each of these animals were behind really thick glass. I mean, there was just no way that they could get to us. And so I felt like it was decent enough for us to take the family over there and and take a look at these animals. We got to the diamondback rattlesnake. And when we, when we begin to look at this creature, it's a beautiful, I mean, if you think of it in, in terms of the skeletal and the muscular structure, it's a beautiful creature to look at. 
it's f- just completely muscle. I mean, it's one giant muscle that moves in unison. And they were just feeding this animal, and we begin to watch it eat. We leaned in really close to the glass as we watched the, 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 the mouse move down the body of this animal. Well, as we brought Andrew's face closer to the glass, I guess it caught the eye of the snake. And out of nowhere, in a split second, this snake jumps at the glass. Now, I want you to think about what we did. Most likely, you are picturing in your mind exactly what we did and probably what you would have done. We jumped back. We immediately retracted from the situation. See, the brain, the human brain, has evolved over time. Now, I'm a a believer in creation, so I'm not an evolutionist by any means. But we have evolved to survive. For years, we have been wired to survive. Even if we just go back 2,000 years, survival was the objective. You go back 5,000 years, survival was the objective. And because of that, we have this fight or flight syndrome. And it's something that saves our lives many times. That's exactly what kicked in with this rattlesnake. This massive rattlesnake, we knew immediately by seeing it, every bit of the stimulus that we were taking in was saying, danger, danger, danger. But we knew that there was a rational objective to this, to be able to view him. We knew that there was a piece of glass in between us and this rattlesnake. So rationally, we knew... We don't need to worry about the danger. Brain, for a second, override your danger and let's be rational. But the instant that that snake jumps at us, we jump back. It was not even something we could control because it was an emotional reaction. You see, our brain is wired to protect us in the wild. But when we go to the stock market, a controlled area such as the stock market that really is designed to eat your lunch, if you take emotions into the stock market, you will come up the loser. I'm, I'm telling you this because we all know to buy low and to sell high, right? You want to buy something when it's at its lowest price, and you want to sell it when it's at its highest price. But too many times we see potential clients coming in who have bought at the high point because they are fearing the ability to miss out. We call it FOMO, fear of missing out. They're afraid that they are going to miss out on something great, so they buy at the high point only to ride it all the way to the bottom where they sell at the low point. We call that a greed buy and a fear sale. It's an emotional response to the stock market that we all have experienced, but even professionals experience this emotional roller coaster. So we have to make sure that we're not investing on emotions, that we're not investing on speculation, but instead we are investing on a plan. That plan has to be diversified, and that plan has to be built before we spend the first dollar in an investment. Now, if your plan needs to achieve the objective of retirement income, it's going to look entirely different than if it's to achieve the objective of building your retirement nest egg. 
See, there are two types of, of portfolios. You want to think of one that's meant to grow and one that's meant to produce income. If we simplify that, we're talking about something that is growing where we're not going to be taking money off of it on a regular basis, but instead we're going to be putting money into it on a regular basis. But when we turn that into income, we're probably not going to be putting much, if any, money into the contract. Rather, we are going to be pulling that out of the stock market on a regular basis for monthly income. Now, when we talk about an income plan, we have to eliminate volatility, not only because mathematically it makes sense, but because emotionally it is very taxing on you as the retiree having to worry about running out of money because of the stock market correction. So, if we can separate your income from the stock market, we have achieved our objective. And here's the good news, guys. We do this every single day day. Now, we do this for clients, but we don't do this by timing the market. You know, a lot of times people say, "Well, should I put this money somewhere that it's going to be safe and wait until the market corrects and then put money back in?" I'm here to tell you that that is a loser's game. Again, that's an emotional response to investing. There have been a lot of studies about this. I've actually pulled up a couple things here that I'm going to read to you. I'm going to make this as simple as I can, but by just missing out on a few of the best days in the stock market, you drastically decrease your return. Here's an example. If you had invested since January the 3rd of 2000, so essentially the very first day that the market opens in the year 2000, all the way to the last day of 2019, if you had put money into that and rode out the entire S&P 500, ups and downs, all the ups and all the downs, think about it, 2000, 2001, 2002, you've got the 2008, 2009 crash, all of those ups and downs, at the end of that, you have averaged 6.06%. If you missed just 10 days out of all those years, almost 20 years of investing, just 10 days missed... And it actually says there are over 5,000 days of trading. All you do is miss 10 of the very best days. Your return goes from 6.06 to 2.44%. Over half of your return came from those 10 days alone. But here's the crazy thing. If you miss 20 of those days, your account balance has grown by only 0.08% a year. In other words, less than what you're getting in a CD today. Guys, you cannot time the market. Now, Putnam did a different one. They did a Putnam's a, a mutual fund company. They did one that's really neat. They said if you invest $10,000 into the S&P 500 starting December 31st of 2005 and held that all the way to the last day of 2020, you put $10,000 in and and basically, in uh, let's say 15 years, you have $41,100. Not bad. Four times your money. If you had missed just 10 of the best days, you only have $18,000. And if you had missed 20 of the best days, you only have 11000 Remember, you started out with 10. You take all the highs and the lows, you're at 41. You miss 10 of the best days, you're at 18. It's impossible to time the market simply because we have emotions. 
Those emotions do not do well for us in a stock market return. So then the question is, well, Dale, what do you do? You build a plan before you invest. If you're young and just starting out, go ahead and start putting money into a 401k, a 403b, a 457, an IRA, whatever you have access to. Put it in there, put it in an index fund, and leave it alone. But if you're five to 10 years from retirement, guys, you have to have a plan for how you're going to finish out your race and then how you're going to turn that money into income. It's extremely important. I want to bring to you a four or five minute clip of a gentleman talking. Again, his name is Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard. I have got to get to this right away because it is extremely important that you hear these five things. If you have a pen or paper, write it down. If you want to know more about it, we're going to end the show pretty quick on the back end of this of this clip. But if you want to know more about this, you have to give us a call because it's a really good piece of advice in today's times. Again, you're going to hear him mention that we are at all-time market highs. At the back end of this, I'm going to tell you a really neat story about this particular speech. We're catching the very end of a conversation that Jack Bogle was having, and I'm going to bring you now. The question that was asked to him that he's answering is, how do we invest in the times that we face today with the market at its high valuation? We're at high, high highs how do you put money to work today? Well, we've all been favored with the fruition, as it turns out today, of the ancient, ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. But especially interesting they are, with stocks soaring to unprecedented heights as new forces of technology and globalization kind of permeate our world. We, we can't walk away from it, so deal with it we must. On that note, then, let me close with five simple principles, a few ideas of what you might want to think about, principles of investing that may help you. First, invest you must. The biggest risk is the long-term risk of not putting your money to work at a generous return, not the short-term, but nonetheless real risk of price volatility. Even though stocks seem very high, consider what I said in my book, a little plug there, uh, never think you know more than the market does. You're apt to be wrong if you do. Second, give yourself all the time you can. At the extremes, if you're in the 20s, begin to invest in stocks, even if you've only got a little bit. If you're in the 60s, invest more in bonds and less in stocks. But always remember that compound interest is a miracle, and time is your friend. Third, have rational expectations about future returns and be mentally prepared for market declines. Always remember, in good times and bad times alike, this too shall pass away. I spend a full page on my book on that sage piece of wisdom. This too shall indeed pass away. And your emotions can kill you. You should keep them out of your investment program because impulse is your foe. Fourth, rely on simplicity. Simplicity above all. There are too many witch doctors in this business. Basic investing is simple. A sensible asset allocation to stocks, bonds, and reserves, a middle-of-the-road selection of diversified funds, a careful balancing of risks and returns, and lest we forget costs, which can kill long-run returns too. Don't disregard low-cost index funds. That's my only plug. Warren Buffett just happens to agree I'm buttressed by his support on the importance of cost 
and on the value of indexing, a nice third-party endorsement, if you will. And fifth and last, when you followed all of these four rules, as I said, and I've meant a thousand times, if not 10,000 times, no matter what happens, stay the course. Good luck in investing in these interesting times. So there you have it, guys. Stay the course is his fifth and final recommendation. Now, I want to say it this way, though. You've got to keep to the plan. If you don't have a plan, just staying invested in the stock market is not at all what he is discussing. Just staying the course means you've got to keep to the plan. But we have too many people in this area, in their life, that just do not have a true plan. If that is you, give us a call, 270-600-PLAN. We can help you put together that written plan for you in retirement, making sure that you can truly walk away from worrying in retirement. 270-600-7526. Now, before we go, I've got to tell you something that is very interesting about what you just heard. This conversation that you just overheard between Vanguard's founder, Jack Bogle, and an audience took place in 1997. Right at the end of 1997, he was talking about how the stock market was overpriced. It was way too high. We were at all-time highs, and we were just about to hit what we now know as the dot-com crash. All of the internet was about to explode. And what we see coming from there is the crash of 2000, the crash of 2001, and ultimately the crash of 2008. So just after he was discussing this, stay the course. If you had retired right after his speech and you hadn't have had a well-written income plan, there is a good chance that you would have been broke today. Listening to this show, in 20 years, you would have ran out of money because you didn't have a true income plan. If you are relying solely on the stock market for your income, we need to talk. 270-600-7526. We have to use the stock market as a tool, but you've got to know how to use that tool or it can cause a lot of harm. Again, 270-600-PLAN, get in touch with us, we'd love to help you. Or be sure you're in front of an advisor that knows exactly how to use the stock market to achieve your objectives. Until we talk again, guys, it's always a pleasure bringing information to you. Thank you for your time this weekend. Always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. God bless. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and all these others Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and placing abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the particular need of an individual situation. RD Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by RD Smothers Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.